Good morning. This is Humanity Meets Business with Business Therapy. So excited to have Eric Christensen here again for a part two. If you haven't heard episode one or you don't remember, Eric is an acclaimed documentarian who has built his life work around socially responsible filmmaking that educates, inspires, and most importantly, heals. Christensen, a seven-time Southwestern Region Emmy Award recipient, explores the impact of trauma, how we adapt to grief, the resilience of the human spirit and how a powerful platform for hope can help trauma survivors begin the vigilant journey of healing. A trauma survivor himself, Christensen has worked through the loss of his home and possessions in the painted cave fired by creating his first film, Faces in the Fire, 25 years ago. All of his films, Faces in the Fire, Homecoming, A Vietnam Vet's Journey, Searching for Home, Coming Back from War, have been transformative in the recovery process for thousands of people whose lives have been compromised mentally, spiritually, and physically by trauma. Leveraged as educational tools by top mental health institutions, Christensen's films mitigate from the entertainment arena into environments that help additional audiences navigate the profound collateral damage trauma creates not only on the individual, but the family and the community as well. Throughout his career, Christensen has worked both on commercial and cause-driven projects and produced for major networks, including Discovery, TLC, PBS, MTV, and IMAX Film. He's appeared on nearly 50 podcasts discussing his work. So I'm so happy to be one of the many. <laughs> so welcome back. So happy to have you. It's great to be here, Christine. And that that's a that's a lot of stuff. I, I'm just basically a messenger of hope. <laughs> I love it. What what an amazing thing to be, right? What a cool way to describe yourself. Oh yeah. So, you know, happy to have you back. And after, you know, after that first episode, we really kind of talked a lot about that first film, Faces in the Fire, and what you discovered back that uh like while doing that. And I, I really just love your focus on mental health and trauma and really uncovering kind of that human story that's so real in us, right? And that sometimes our media likes to um, kind of deny in a way, right? Like one of my favorite things to tell people is you'll always see the romance films in the beginning, but no one actually shows you the middle where all the work is. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> and so, and so any kind of film or media that actually portrays real life, beginning, middle and end. I'm, I'm always a big fan of because the fantasy that it's all going to be good and all the time is, is that it's just a fantasy. So yeah, let's just kind of dive into what we were hoping to talk about today. Oh, definitely. You know, and, and just, just kind of rewinding backwards a little bit there with, with what we we're talking about, you know, it's, you know, the sensationalism of, of these, of these traumatic events and, and of news is really what sells. I mean, nobody, Nobody wants to, or the the news outlets and and the corporations putting out the media, they don't really, it it doesn't. I guess they don't think it catches the viewer to show the hope, to show the healing side. It, it's not the most sexy and exciting side, you know, because it, it it's just a long process. I mean, that process from you know, the incident that's covered on the news and everything to the healing to getting to the hope and 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 the the eventual actually those individuals helping other people is, you know, it's, it, it's a long, arduous journey. And it's, it's not something that a lot of people cover. But that's what I focus on with my films is, you know, the the journey from afterwards, that's where everything starts. Yeah. You know, that that just when you when you're cut down to to almost nothing and 
and then building yourself back up. Yeah. And that's, that's to me, that's where the excitement is. <laughs> Which from, from the artistic and the director mind, right? But the person living, it's like, what? <laughs> oh my gosh, it is, it is so much just, it's so hard to be in the middle of it you know to and 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 because it's a lot of unknown on behind you is is you know that's sometimes one of the worst traumas of your life and then in, ahead of you is so much unknown so and, and to be in the middle of that it, it's really tough but you know i've seen so many people recover and and start to heal after after trauma and and uh, go through their grief that you know i, I see where they are on, on kind of on the scale where they're going and everything. And I, I get the privilege of kind of being that third party that can look at that, you know, and, and then offer encouragement to the individuals. You know, I, I'm thinking about so many people and the people currently in my film that, you know, they're, they're going through a lot, but, um, and they're kind of, okay. It's not, it's, you know, it's not the funnest, part of your life but it's, it's so rewarding and i see them grow and that's that's a gift for me yeah we share that in common <laughs> usually <laughs> you know when someone will come in for like their first therapy session and they've never had one before and it's like oh my gosh i just know something needs to change and i look at them and they're like do you think it's possible for me i'm always like listen i wouldn't hang out and do this as long as i have as much as i do it and enjoy it this much if I didn't see people change every day, it, you know, would, it would just be a dread. It would just be a dreadful job. But I like, I have the pleasure of getting to see people transform. Don't you wish you could just like open up a little screen and give them a little hint, you know, to keep them going. It's like, okay, you're going to be okay. And here's, you know, just a little shot in the arm of, you know, of that extra motivation, because I, I can see that in you, you know, Dr. Arya Shalev, uh, one of the consultants in my film, he says, no matter how far you down you want, and no matter how depleted you feel, there's still that spark left. And that spark is one of the greatest places to start building again, yeah. because everything else is gone. Now you have this as fresh you know, uh, black, uh, blackboard to start working on. And that was, you know, kind of in a way what happened to me when I lost my home in the fire, everything, all the material stuff was gone. All that stuff I could, you know, it was a demarcation point. It was like a, a, a chance God gave me to kind of rewrite everything. And for the last 32 years now, which is really weird to say, <laughs> went by quick. Um, that's what I've been trying to do is just rewrite things and, 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 and leave a legacy with my films yeah that's i uh, yeah that's uh that's excellent information from your consultant on the film right and i couldn't agree more i couldn't agree more and even wherever you start you know even if it's not the bottom even if you haven't lost everything there is still time there's still room for growth right because sometimes i think what you're kind of hitting on is that when we're in times of these these profound moments in our life that are undeniable like losing a house or your other film um, coming back from war. These are undeniable experiences. Things are going to be different. But sometimes in our human lives, it's very subtle. <laughs> it's not oh, yeah. a, a very big thing that happens, but it can have significant impact either way and recognizing that change is always possible. So today we were really gonna kind of talk about 
the creativity process, right? Of what to do when, when we're working on something and our heads down and, and kind of creating that space to be creative. Oh man, um, it's just such a, it's such a challenge. And, um, you know, one of, one of the biggest resources I've been able to having to do with this and, and just for the listeners too, um, there's a guy named Steven Pressfield and he has a book called the war of art, not the art of war. It's mm -hmm. the war of art. And he talks about resistance and he talks about the more important the project or the undertaking you're doing is to your personal soul and to others then the more resistance you encounter, it's just kind of a spiritual axiom, I guess you would say. And he talks about how sneaky that resistance is and overcoming that resistance and just showing up and doing the work. And, uh, and that's, that's what I follow. And it's just, you just show up, you know, kind of suit up and show up and, and, and get going. And over here on my, um, on my board, that I have behind me here where in my edit suite, I have my, you know, kind of five principles that I use yeah. to keep me focused and keep me going. And if you'd want, uh, I'll go through them real quick. <laughs> well, yeah, let's, we, I definitely want to go through that, but why don't you talk a little bit about what you're working on now? Like what's, oh, you know what? what's requiring you to kind of research this and being like, I need to sit my butt in the chair, suit up, get up and do it. Yeah, to put this all in context, you know, I'm working on my fourth film. Um, you know, as you mentioned, my film Faces in the Fire, my very first film, personal, independent documentary. Then I did Homecoming, a Vietnam Vets Journey. And then my last film that's uh, actually available on Apple TV and all the usual suspects is Searching for Homecoming Back for War. And they're all about recovery after trauma. The last two are about soldiers. This current film, Unmasking Hope, is I've expanded it even further to include mass shooting survivors, 9-11 survivors, mm -hmm. sexual trauma survivors. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and of course I have my, I have a veteran in there and it's about their journey after the trauma to finding healing and then eventually hope. Yeah. And I am literally right in the middle of it right now. Um, I, I'm, I'm happy to say, I can honestly say, I think I'm over halfway done in the post-production and the editing process. And uh, so to gear up for something, you know, it's the process of this whole thing has taken over. It's going on four years now. You know, my last film was eight years. It's a long time to work on a singular thing. I, I, I envy musicians because you know you you get to tell a story and make a little mini movie in three minutes you record it with your band and then you move on for me my my overture and or my magna opus actually just takes so long putting the whole thing together so it's it, it becomes very intentional being able to um focus and continue the work on it and uh, it's particularly in the editing and uh, you know i have a I have a looming date in the end of May, you know, to get a rough cut out to my distributors. So that's where I'm at right now and over 50% in there. So that's where I go to my book that my good friend Ed Bell recommended, The War of Art. 
And uh, it, it really helps me because it, 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 I understand there's other artists out there that kind of fight, you know, that, that sitting down and just moving forwards every day. And then some days are way more exciting than others. And then mm -hmm. some days it's just, uh, I, I, it's never drudgery because I feel, I feel blessed to be able to do what I'm doing. But um, some days are more gratifying, I guess, creatively than others. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we, we were kind of talking uh, before starting the episode and I said, you know, even if it's not an artistic project, you know, because sometimes our, our creative projects, they can be really fun. But as you said, most of them are, are really kind of short term. When I think of art, I think of like a painting or, you know, um, but what you're really saying is like the long term, like the long haul, like you're in it, you have to stay motivated, you have to keep your vision clear, which that to me seems like the more difficulty, right, of, of staying connected to your purpose through the long haul. So you're not going to get the instant gratification. You're not going to, you're going to, you're not going to have the product after, a, you know, an hour of a wine and sip class. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so kind of how we're defining this uh, as well. Right. So there's plenty of things. I took a, I took a pottery class for my birthday. It was my first time doing it and it was so fun. And, you know, I had two, two wobbly, funny looking pots by the end. Um, very different than I have a vision. I have a purpose. And then I'm going to follow it through over the long haul. Oh man. And, and our society right now is so distraction filled social media and uh, it just, and it's very, but you know, it's, we, we make a decision. We're definitely not, a, and, and going back to the long haul and, and dedicating yourself to a project, you know, we, we make a decision, I honestly think, and we make, thousands of them a day, little ones, about where we put our attention and where we put our energy. And I'm afraid, you know, um, social media is a huge distraction because it produces to me, and this is only my opinion, it, it produces a false sense of relevance and a false sense of importance. When you're looking at Facebook, it seems like somebody else's vacation seems very important to you. And I'm like, why did they do that? Where are they going? Why did they rent the Jeep? I mean, it's just like, and so I'm just using that as an example. And, and so you get caught up and it also, and, and, and I'm finding now that I, I'm on my little social media sabbatical and, and thank God for my um, publicist, Ariel um, Carpenter, because she's she's running all the social media for the film and everything along with our outreach partner given hour but so i'm not i'm not even on facebook or anything anymore and so the freedom of that is is amazing because now I, it just to me it brought up all it brought up all the like not good things about me you know my envy jealousy what are they doing competition and and it got so falsely important in my life that i'm like oh my gosh and then i would find my i'm 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 a big ocean guy i'm a big beach guy i would go to the beach and i'm like where am i going to get my where am i going to get my picture here where am i going to get my selfie which is really weird and i can go into that whole thing and i end up at the beach to take a picture of me being there instead of allowing myself just to be there for the being their sake. Yeah. <laughs> so I get so, so distracted, I get lost. Yeah, and absolutely. so once you drop that, 
you're like, oh, this is what's important. This is what's important. This is what I want to do for myself, you know? And, um, and that's where, you know, I, I said, I, I have my four priorities now and, and, uh, and, and you know what I got to say, I, I sound like a recovering social media person. I may be on social media again next month or maybe even tomorrow, but today I'm free from social media. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, I mean, that's, it's something to consider, you know, um, doing a fast, even, even if, like you said, it is a day. So let's say I have a, I have something I need to complete. You're definitely less likely to compete it, complete your project or whatever it is by that deadline. If you're distracted, if your attention is split, if you're not, you know, focused on what you're doing. And like you said, you know, it only takes about 20 seconds to take us off our path when it comes to um, focus. And there's a lot of research saying it can take about 20 seconds to get you off and it can take about an hour to get back. Oh, so from a productivity standpoint, this is where kind of like time blocking comes in and things like that. It's like you can't actually afford the distraction when you have to get stuff done because it is going to prolong your project and it may seem like a quick, I'll just check it. But what it turns into is, as you said, um, what do they call it? Apnesia, <laughs> where, where all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, how much time has gone by? And like you said, I have all this worthless information now, like so-and-so ate lunch. Cool. So-and-so's on a trip. I'm not. I actually am at work and I have stuff I need to complete. But I just geeked out on all these things that will not progress me and propel me forward in my own life, and my own existence. Um, whether that's relationships, whether that's our career, whether that's our health, whatever that looks like, it's taking away from. So there's some relevancy, some real big deal stuff in that. And for oh. me, it, it 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 takes off a level of spiritual. There was like getting grime. It 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 produced just my personal opinion. It produces a little bit of grime on my spiritual being, and uh, it, it just again as i say you know it's like i heard jim carrey talking about this and, and taking selfies and what what is the center of the selfie itself and so we're we're so self-oriented you know it just it, it just takes off that edge and that focus for me and it's been it's been even my wife has really noticed a difference in me so that's why i'm just saying you know maybe the listeners take a little vacation, you know, from from your from your social media, especially if you have something to focus on. And it and it makes me clearer than when I'm approaching my project and sitting down, you know, in the morning, actually I sit down in the morning, but I don't really start doing the real work until about three o'clock that for some reason, three o'clock is my witching hours creatively, because I and then I really start to roll. But uh, it, it clears me, it really clears me up. Well, awesome. So kind of knowing where you are and what you're working on, maybe you can lead us into your process now. Oh, well, you know, my process, my process is, and I forget about this every time I go into the, this is not my first, you know, rodeo, as they say, you know, I've done so many other films, my personal films, plus, you know, my films for hire that I've worked as an editor, but my, my process is, it's just, you know, it, 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 one of the things is start before you're ready. Just go, Ooh. just go get something down, Ooh. you know, and for a writer, that's a big thing. 
before for an editor just start well i'm thinking about this and i got to research this and i'm not just start before you're ready get something done get something down and you know the second thing which is like very close to that is stay primitive just don't worry about the fancy stuff just get it down move forwards and then the third thing is, and I'll, I'll kind of wrap all this stuff up, is trust the soup, which means trust your process. If you've done this before, try to use your process and just, just move forwards. And then, so with those three things, get something down. Because the real part of at least creative work, I know for writing, I know for editing, is, is rewriting and re-editing. It's, it's just, but get something down. So you have something to work with and then allow yourself to make a bunch of mistakes and then fix those mistakes because then you start creating, you start creating art. You know, it's like you, you set yourself up to, to have happy accidents <laughs> that, that really in the, in, for me, and, and this is like when I'm talking kind of ambiguously about the editing process, but I set myself up to have happy accidents. I, I just move forwards, I get something down, I take a look at it, I start mixing and matching, and I don't beat myself up when something doesn't work. Wow, that, that idea I had last night that seemed like the best idea isn't working at all. So I'm just gonna take this out. Oh, wait, hold on down here, this is working. And I didn't even plan that. So allow that to happen. And then soon, if you just keep doing that and allow yourself, it's just refining, allow yourself to like, look kind of stupid at first, you know, just move forwards, put things down, you know, and, and try certain things and then, then refine it, then refine it, then refine it, and then refine it. And that's what I'm doing right now. And then I can see, I know when, something's working there's whole sections of the film now that are working because i've done that but they didn't it's not my first it's not my first go with it i i put that down and i went over it i don't know how many times i let things happen i allowed myself certain room to make mistakes and then it's like oh my gosh that's starting to work that's starting to get cohesive then i go to the next part and then i have that downfall again in my head i look at it and i'm like oh this is so cruddy i'm like this is not this is not good i'm like what am i going to do then i just jump into it work 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 oh this is starting to work okay then i can work from there i find something that's working okay i'll work from there and then i'll work back and then all of a sudden it starts working Mm -hmm. Then I'll go to the next part and I'll have that downfall again in my head. I'm like, oh, bummer, it's not working. But I just keep, I just keep pushing. And that's part of my process right now. That's a daily thing. And, and I forget that. I forget that I'm not going to come in and make a perfect cut the first time and then walk out. Right. So it, it's quite a process. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. But I mean, your tips and tricks... The creative process, I, I feel like so many people, um, and I can really attest to this even myself, it's like you said, it's taking that first step and then not judging it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it might be total garbage. <laughs> you know, just, just sit down, put it out. And but once you have something to work with, as you said, now we can actually refine, fine tune and let that inspire you, let that creative energy kind of carry you. But when it's all in your head, and you're not taking any kind of action, it's very easy to just stay in your head. 
You know, I, I love when art historians take a famous painting and then they find out that there's like four or five paintings underneath it. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay, same thing. You know, it's like, wait, that's not working. Then they overpaint it, overpaint it, over. Oh, there we go. There we go. And, and it's just, it, it is, that's the process. And I think it works with anything, you know, and, and, uh, you know, the first, the first go, how, I mean, how many times does that really work? You know, it, it just, unless you're, unless you're brilliant, you know, I, I watched the Beatles documentary and, you know, they went over things again and again and again, and, oh, I got this riff and I got this and it would just build. I love that movie. I love to watch it just because it was such a good picture of, the process of putting something together. Yeah. Yeah. So for somebody that's kind of listening and they're like, I've really, you know, I'll give you an example. I went hiking this weekend with some friends and day one, um, this woman's like, gosh, you know, I've been really thinking about this project and thinking, 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 right. And then she goes home, goes to sleep, whatever. The next day we hike again and it's a different group of people, but she's still there. And we get to the top of the mountain and she just goes, I'm going to start, I'm going to start tomorrow. I'm going to do it. I'm going to start tomorrow. And, you know, all of us are back there just kind of encouraging her, but she said before, and she actually texted me this morning and said, I wrote today, <laughs> you know, like she did it. And, but it took so much, what I like to call gestation, right? Pregnancy. It takes oh, yeah. so long to kind of like gestate this idea or, or whatever, before we birth anything. And I'm, I'm very much like you in the fact that I say, hey, the birthing process can take as long as you want it to, but or the gestation, but you actually have to birth something to have product, to have something to analyze, to judge, to change, to work with. So if it's just in your head, you're constantly in this kind of formulating idea, which keeps you stuck, usually... Um, kind of stressed and maybe even on on some severe some different scales depressed because you're not creating you're not putting out into the world what you believe you should right we all have gifts to share and when we're not sharing them it it kind of hurts everyone in a weird way you know and that's what they call resistance in in the war of art that's what resistance is resistance comes in uh, uh researching over researching over prepping I can tell you this project I'm working on now was way over-organized <laughs> because instead of actually just getting down to edit, I organized everything to the T. And I thank God now that I did because, <clears throat> you know, it's making me edit faster and everything, but that's one of the things. I'm going to research this. I'm going to do this. And then, you know, with your writer, you know, you got to have the right pen. You got to find the right paper. It's going to take, a, it's going to take a while to do this. You know, it's like, oh, and that's a form of resistance. And that's why I love this first edict that I have over here. Start before you're ready. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it just gets something down and then, and then, you know, work it and rework it and stay, stay primitive. That's the other one. It's just, don't worry about the being fanciful or whatever, just get it down. Oh, that's awesome. Well, Eric, thank you for so much for sharing your process and your tips and tricks and, and really kind of showing uh, also, you know, modeling that sticking through something can be so, so incredibly fulfilling. So Eric, uh, if our listeners want to, you know, uh, research you, watch your films, learn more about you, or just kind of follow you, where can they find you? 
Well, one for just uh, information about me and overall on my films, they can go to ecproductions.com. And then to find out more about my current film, they can go to unmaskinghopethemovie.com. And uh, there's a lot of information there. And uh, we will be releasing um, in October. So, you know, take a look at those. Uh, we're on Facebook too. I'm not running the Facebook right now. We're on Facebook and Insta with Unmasking Hope also. And so keep an eye there. And we're also, um, this is another interesting thing real quick, just a real um, quick uh, shout out to this is we have a outreach partner and outreach is very important with my films, which means taking the message into community in a very real way. And we usually uh, partner with a nonprofit and we're working with a nonprofit called Given Hour. And if you go to givenhour.org and on, I believe on April 23rd, we have a webinar coming up on surviving sexual um, trauma. And uh, we have some experts and we have a couple of participants from my film. And then uh, we have some experts and clinicians also to talk about that. So if you go to givenhour.org, you can find more information for that. Wonderful. Well, thanks again. This has been Humanity Meets Business, Business Therapy with Christine Salvo, Licensed Marriage and Family Therapist, Advanced Certified Mediator, and Master Practitioner in NLP and Hypnotherapy. Thanks so much for listening and have a wonderful day. Mm -hmm.